Welcome to RiskWise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at riskwise.com. Assalamu alaikum, Risk Nation. Welcome back to the show. My name is Ahmed Munawar, joined as always by Saeed. Assalamu alaikum. You got to let me finish, man. You got to let me finish. This is not the first time. <laughs> this is not the first time. Saeed, defender of common sense, Ali. <laughs> oh, that's the middle name. Now. I made it your middle name. You see what I did there? <laughs> that's worse. That's just so much worse. Assalamu alaikum. Great to be here. Thank you for joining us once again as we continue down the journey of zuhud and minimalism. And I'm going to do exactly what Saeed told me not to do before we hit record oh. here. I'm going to call it. Don't. This is going to be a minimalistic episode. Oh, God. This episode will be the 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 quintessential... <laughs> The first minimal podcast episode. We will define and exhibit and demonstrate what minimalism means. As he uses three different words to describe <laughs> to it. Describe <laughs> in this episode. All no, right. Okay. So we're, we're going to go deeper into this topic now. If you've been following the last couple of episodes, um, then, then you'll be up to speed. We started this, this series on minimalism a couple of episodes ago, and we spent the first two episodes talking about the minimalism of the Prophet and the Sunnah of minimalism. And we talked a lot about the concept in Islam that we know as zuhud, which can be defined as having a detachment from the world and a detachment from material possessions. And we looked at the the, the living practice of the Prophet as really um, the best example of how to be a minimalist and how to uh, reduce your your attachment and your associations with the world as a way of living. And what we want to do here today is we want to get into some of the really practical benefits of minimalism because this is something that a lot of people are talking about. Right. Yeah, I mean, we talked about the uh, the benefits for your hereafter and for your soul and for your Islam. Uh, today, it's more about the benefits here and now in this world. And, you know, Ahmed and I, we kind of scoured the, the blogosphere. Minimalism is, is becoming a very popular uh, topic, not just in personal finance, but as in lifestyle, like in how people live their life. Uh, a lot of uh, blogs online, you, do, you don't really find minimalism in mainstream media because uh, mainstream media is ad-supported. And these people have to find advertisers and you can't really write an article about not buying stuff while you're trying to, you know, show an ad of somebody uh, for somebody who wants to sell you something. So you kind of have to go into the blog world to find, you know, anything to do with minimalism. But there's a lot. Alhamdulillah, there's a lot of a lot of people who are rejecting consumerism uh, for a lot of reasons. And we kind of scoured and, and found the, the major themes uh, out there that people are talking about with why minimalism works and why we should be interested in it and maybe why we should even do it. So the first is very obvious. The, the first benefit uh, to minimalism is the financial benefit, the money side of it. Um, so I, we, I spoke to somebody who is uh, very into this, um, very much a part of this um, movement in minimalism. And she actually said that the people who read her stuff or who talk to her for some advice, this is actually not the thing that they cite as the reason they're doing it. And inshallah, we'll have uh, her on the show for an interview. But the financial benefit of not buying stuff, that's pretty obvious, right? Like the less stuff you if, you, if you choose to live a life that doesn't require that you constantly buy new things, you're going to have more money left over in your bank account every time you get paid. 
Like, I can can totally see why that's not the driving force that motivates people to become a minimalist. I think because, as far as I can tell, minimalism is like your classic first world problem, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's only... It's only people who are really the top one percent of uh, the world, of the world, world yeah. who are even having this conversation. Everyone else needs more stuff to live, right? Right. So it's it. I can totally understand why it's not money that um, is kind of like the the spark um, to adopt the minimalist lifestyle. But I do think it's a nice side benefit of yeah. becoming a minimalist. And we can't ignore that side benefit. I mean, it could be pretty significant, maybe, depending on how much you, your people are spending disposably on random stuff. But part of it, I think, is counterintuitive, because I think when you when you adopt this minimalist lifestyle and you choose to do with less stuff, what ends up happening is you actually end up buying more expensive stuff. Oh, I see. So you may not be saving necessarily instantly a lot of money. You're not buying, like we, we had talked about, the... the what was, what was the example that you said? The, the the worst job in the world? The worst job in the world? Yeah, the worst task in maintaining, maintaining your stuff. I don't oh, know. yeah. Maintaining your vacuum. Servicing your vacuum cleaner. <laughs> so how about right. you stop buying cheap vacuum cleaners <laughs> and buy a good one? Um, yeah, it's, you're right. It might not be that you save money necessarily. It just might mean that you buy... You know, not the cheap stuff that gets on in the flyers that's on sale, but you actually wait until you can afford to buy to buy the good stuff that lasts. And you likely save money in the long run, right? So, a really simple and practical example is instead of buying a pair of forty dollars shoes every six months, buy a pair of two hundred dollars shoes every five years. Yeah, that sounds extreme, but that's just you know a real example. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. But yeah, so you know. I think that there are a lot of things that people also buy that have no more expensive equivalent. They're just stuff that we are conditioned to because buying stuff is a habit and it's something that we like to do. It brings us instantaneous gratification, uh, not long-term enjoyment or happiness at all. It's just an instant gratification because really the stuff that you buy, that you went shopping for and you bought maybe have felt good when you got it but you know once you got it home and like I took it out of the packaging like did you really think about it the day after that did it bring you long-term happiness no just an instantaneous gratification a little bit of joy very very short term so I'm sure there's a lot of things that everybody buys that if we just decided hey I'm just buying this for no good reason I'm just being a consumer this doesn't really fit with what I want to do in life and it definitely isn't me being minimalist so I'm just not going to buy it I'm sure there's going to be some positive ramifications for that. And I think that ties in nicely to benefit number two of being a minimalist, which is saving time. Mm -hmm. If you honestly, honestly, and this requires some brutal honesty, if you survey the amount of time that you spend thinking about, acquiring, servicing, maintaining, and finally disposing of all the stuff that you have, I think you'd be shocked. Yeah, because, I mean, you got to shop. So if you're looking to buy something, let's say you decide, I hope I don't trigger some people to buy stuff. Um, let's say you decide you're going to buy a universal remote for your, your electronics and your TV station, your TV and, and receiver and all that stuff. It's going to take you some time to like research universal remotes and decide which one you're going to want to buy. It could be anything, like whatever it is that you want to buy. Some may do this more than others. I know I'm guilty of this. This is, re- this is so, this is a Saeed example. <laughs> this is a Saeed example. Because you probably have the Reddit thread on Universal Remotes open right now in another tab, don't you? 
No, 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 not 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 this. Um, I have been looking at okay, the weird. I don't know if I should even say. No, you shouldn't. Oh, whatever. Go ahead. Popcorn popper. I don't know why. I'm just into (laughs) popcorn right now. We're doing an episode on minimalism. We're talking about not buying stuff that you don't need. I didn't buy it. You're researching a popcorn popper. (laughs) I haven't bought it. Live with yourself. (laughs) I haven't bought it, but I have spent time looking at it. That's true. But yeah, well, that's 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 progress at least. But yeah, the benefit of time, like from the beginning, right? You got to shop for it. You got to go out and find something. You got to do the researching, right? Either you're going to a mall and you're walking around or you're doing researching or maybe both. Then when you have it, there's like, you know, organizing it, putting it someplace, um, lugging it back and forth, cleaning it, maintaining it, making sure it works. Um, That's time. And then finally, which, you know, people don't really think about when they acquire stuff, but finally, eventually you got to get rid of it. And deciding to to get rid of something can be onerous, right? Like it can take a long time for you to finally realize, okay, I've looked at this thing for five years now thinking I should get rid of it and I haven't gotten rid of it. Now I finally will. How much time have you spent thinking about how you're going to get rid of it? I, I, I always like thinking back to what life was like as a kid. Mm-hmm. And you probably had a lot less stuff when you were a kid than you do now, right? You yeah, stuff that you call your own. Yeah, for sure. Over the course of adulthood, you probably, you know, gathered quite a few possessions along the journey. Mm-hmm. And I, I would think back to when I was a kid how, you know, I had not that much stuff and everything fit into one, you know, small little room. And even that room itself wasn't all that cluttered and, and how much simpler life was, right? You know, there, there wasn't, you really didn't spend a whole lot of time catering to that stuff as, as a kid you you spent your time having experiences yeah which is really what we should still be doing but we, we somehow find a way to distract ourselves from the things that matter with all this stuff um, that really doesn't uh, represent any kind of long-term utility yeah very true and i think just to close off on this point on time i think the the issues of money and time are very much related um the time that we have to spend on purchasing things and acquiring things and researching things very much has to do with the fact that we have disposable income, mm-hmm. which is a relatively new phenomenon. Yeah. That we're not spending every dollar on survival stuff. Yeah. Just even a hundred, 200 years ago. I mean, guaranteed your ancestors a couple of generations ago didn't even have the luxury of going shopping. I mean, they didn't even shopping wasn't even part of the lexicon. Yeah. So lexicon, look at you. Good word. Big words. Yeah. I've been doing my homework. Good stuff. Benefit number three, Sorry, less stress. I, one, one other quick thing on time that I just realized is that if we're, we're spending money on stuff we don't need or if we're you know, having to pay off debt because we bought a lot of stuff that we don't need, we also have to go and work more. We have to go to, to work harder and longer and for many more years to, to pay off the stuff that we didn't really care about. So there's time at work that's required to be a consumer where you wouldn't need that time if you were minimal. Look, I'm, 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 I'm the worst. Okay. I am the most guilty of this. Uh, the, the first, not recently, alhamdulillah, I think, but, um, the first time I got uh, a big raise at work, like early yeah. in my career, yeah. I bought a car. Yeah. I actually bought a car. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, I think everybody does that at, at one point. I did that when I first got a really uh, a good job back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. So every time somebody has this increase in income, what happens is we end up increasing our overhead. We upgrade our house, we get a, a nicer car, or we, we get something because we feel like we deserve it, but we're just increasing the level of service uh, required to, to maintain all those things. 
Right. Okay. Interesting. Benefit number three, number three is less stress. Yeah. So what, what do you mean by this? How does having more stuff cause stress and having less stuff reduce stress? So in the same way that stuff acquires uh, requires space, right? You've got to, you know, you, you buy stuff, you've got to put it somewhere. It requires space in your home or your apartment or whatever it may be. It requires money to spend on it. So it's using up resources that way. It's also occupying valuable mental space. Mm-hmm. Because when you have stuff, you got to think about, okay, where am I going to put it? What am I going to do with it? How am I going to use it? How am I going to, you know, the, the, the vacuum cleaner thing was a great example. Like, mm. and that's not, maybe not the best example because I need a vacuum cleaner, I think. I mean, unless I'm, unless I'm fooling myself, I think I do need a vacuum cleaner. We have to clean the house. Yeah. But when it breaks and, and then you have to maintain it, you have to take it for servicing. That's like the one thing that nobody ever wants to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever wants to go and get the vacuum cleaner serviced. It is like the most garbage task ever. Right? <laughs> or like doing it yourself. Look at you, like the, the the quintessential Indian man getting it serviced. How about you learn to take it? Apart I am yourself? not the quintessential Indian man. And for the record, I tried that and I broke it more. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. So I mean, that's just this is a silly example, but like when you have stuff, you've got to do something with it. And and you know, I don't. I, got to be careful here. I don't want to offend people. Okay. <laughs> well, I know I do that anyways. <laughs> and usually I say that and then I proceed to offend everybody. Yeah. But honestly, like the typical, you know, kind of middle class suburban homeowner with two and a half kids. Like if you look at how they spend their weekends. Oh, yes, absolutely. Very good example. Yeah. What is it? It's Home Depot. Yeah. It's, um, you know. The honeydew list, man. Getting, the honeydew list. What's that? Honey, can you do this? And it's like, you know, typically the wife makes a list for the husband to do for the whole weekend. Like this is your chore list for the whole weekend. And it entirely revolves around maintaining stuff so and the house. You spend, and you spend Monday to Friday stressed out at work, right? <laughs> or or stressed out with the kids, right? Whatever it may be. It's 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 work, right? Yep. Um, and it's stressful. And then you come home in the evenings, you've got like an hour or two of respite. And then on the weekends, like you're fixing the deck, you're cleaning the garage like is that really what life is about yeah man yeah that, that that's causes... what i mean by stress the more stuff you have the more you have to maintain it and the more the more valuable mental energy it consumes that could be put towards more productive pursuits yeah heck man you can put that money that or that time and stress into like building model cars or model planes and that would probably be a better use of time or playing video games Oh, yeah. Look at you. From, God, I'm converting you. That's awesome. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Benefit number four is the impact on the environment. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've, I believe that Muslims, we should be at the forefront of this cause, that we as Muslims really should care about the state of the planet and how we are using it and the, the, the risk that, that we receive from this planet and what we're doing with it. And consumption, this overconsumption habit that we're, we're into in the West for sure, and actually most of the world now, um, it, it's destructive. And it's very easy to see how destructive consumption is. I mean, actually, right, literally right before you press record, Ahmed, I saw a, a post uh, that somebody had put on Facebook of a video of somebody pulling, it's, it's excruciating to watch, don't Google it, um, a, a video of somebody uh, who a sea turtle came up to their boat uh, and kind of looked sad and bleeding, and it had a straw, a plastic straw, up its nose. 
and like for three or four minutes, like the, the people on the boat are like trying with pliers to like pull the straw out of this turtle's nose. And it's like five inches deep in the, in the turtle's head. It's, it's excruciating to watch. And like you see the pain in this turtle. Like it's a big turtle, right? A big sea turtle. You see the pain and like the screaming and the yelling like um, when it's like, you know, when the guys, the people are trying to pull that straw out of its nose. And then the relief, unfortunately a lot of blood, um, so don't watch it, uh, when the straw comes out. And the relief that, yeah, okay, great, you know, it's, it's finally healed. But that, the amount of plastic that is dumped in our oceans and seas is unfathomable. And all because some bratty kid wanted to drink his milk out of a straw. <laughs> like use your lips. Um no, it's 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 really it's really absurd. Um one of the most humbling thing <laughs> Are you okay? Do, do I need to do I need to pause here? No. Sounds like you've got off the deep end. That was the That was the funniest thing I've ever heard you say in my entire life. I've known okay. you for more than 10 <laughs> That was good. Well, right. I'm glad we're recording it then. <laughs> now, one of the most humbling things that you could ever do is yeah. go to a garbage dump. Oh, yeah. I did this this past summer. I mean, unfortunately, it seems like I do it once a year whenever we do, like, the spring cleaning thing. And, yeah. you know, obviously you try to – you try as much as possible to – when you when you dispose of stuff and you, you clean clean out the house to, to give stuff away to charity and to, you know, to, to make – you know, give it another life, if you will. Yeah. But some stuff has to get thrown in the garbage. And I, honestly, I've I've never experienced anything like looking out over a sea of garbage, mm-hmm. and you just think to yourself, like, we're we're putting this stuff in the earth, yeah, man, and it doesn't belong there, and it's in your backyard. Like the dump is not far from my house, which is even <laughs> it's really close to home, right? Like just a five minute drive up from my house is just a sea of trash. Yeah. It's so hard to like like going to the dump is so good because you see the aggregate effect of you what you're doing and everybody else around you combined into one spot like it's difficult to visualize when you're just producing let's say one garbage bag a week to say oh well, that's not that much man you know I'm not doing that but that that big a deal. But then when you combine all your garbage bags for like years plus all the garbage bags of all your neighbors up and down the street and then you put it in one spot and then you see all of it together. Wow. Yeah. How- and I'm, I, Honestly, I'm, we're, we're guilty of that. You know, one garbage bag a week. Yeah, we're doing OK. Add that up over a lifetime. Yeah, man. That's a ton of crap. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And how am much I, of that stuff? Am I allowed to say crap on this show? I'm not sure. But that's a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of I mean, it, 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 a lot of the stuff that ends up in the garbage is stuff that we bought, and then it has a very short life cycle and thrown away garbage. So if you if you choose to live a minimalist lifestyle and you choose to not you know be a consumer and constantly be buying stuff, if you choose to be a minimalist, then you're going to have positive environmental effect. You're going to have less stuff to be thrown out into the garbage. And imagine if everybody else did it too, right? But you can't wait till everybody else do, do, uh, does it before you do it. You maybe have to be a leader in your own community and family. But the, the environmental benefit of becoming a minimalist, I think, is very, very clear. Absolutely. And finally, last but not least, benefit number five is the social awareness that comes with minimalism. Yeah. I think there's two things here. Right. I think, you know, the first bit is very clear that the more how much stuff that we buy is produced 
by very questionable labor. Mm, yeah. Like child labor, near slave labor, um, definitely poor working conditions, poor environmental conditions where people are working. Um, you know, people like they're, they're, it's unfortunate how much of the stuff that we buy. I mean, I'm cognizant of this ever since that uh, there was that a few years ago, a factory in Bangladesh collapsed. And uh, it was a clothing factory. And it, uh, reporters went down there and took pictures and saw what labels were using that particular factory. Mm-hmm. Remember, it was like uh, um, Children's yeah, Place, yeah. Joe Fresh, a couple other uh, brands. And like ever since then, I, I, I can't buy something from Joe Fresh. I can't. Like, and, I, I, and that's dumb because I know it's not just them. Right. Like any piece of clothing that you get and you look at the tag and it's like China, India, Taiwan, Bangladesh, like you know the person who sewed this is not living a good life. Yeah. It's very questionable practices. So the less you spend on these things, the less you're contributing to that. That's one part of the social and, it, and it's And it's difficult. It's, it's difficult, right? Because it's, it's not easy to determine what is ethically produced and what is not. And the truth is most of what you get in your, your major retail chains is not really ethically produced. Right. But it is quite serious as well because, you know, Islamically, we take the, the, the idea of oppression very seriously, right? That when somebody is oppressed... Um, the one who is oppressing or the one who is uh, aiding and abetting the oppression is not in good shape right. in, the, in, in the sight of God, right? Yeah. And you really have to consider that when you are, you know, when you're, if, you know, if you're unaware or ignorant of how things work, then I guess, I don't know, maybe that's one, maybe that's a different story. But when you, you're aware that the, the item of clothing that you're purchased was produced in a sweatshop by a child who was working in terrible working conditions and shouldn't be working to begin with and is, you know, every definition of the word oppressed and you're taking part in the vehicle and contributing to the vehicle of that oppression is not a good place to be spiritually. Right. So that's definitely a big thing. The other Mm -hmm. thing I think is, um, I think this is the second point that you were going to make is you got to think about, this, this is what I would recommend. Every time mm-hmm. you buy something that you don't need, and you're perfectly entitled to buy things that you need, things that have utility to you and your life. No, I mean, I'm not saying, we're not saying don't buy things that you need, right? Right. But you got to question what it is that you actually need. And a good way to do this is to just, you know, really reflect on the fact that there are millions of people in the world who don't know where the next meal is coming from. Right. They don't have water to drink. They don't have clean water. They don't have food. They don't have the basic necessities that everybody listening to, the, to this podcast, by virtue of the fact that you're listening to a podcast, I know <laughs> that you don't have that problem. Yeah, right? alhamdulillah. And yeah, alhamdulillah. I mean, we thank God for that. And we ask him to you know, relieve the suffering of those around the world. And we ask him to make us a means to relieve that suffering. Right. Mm-hmm. And so when, whenever you go to purchase something that is clearly not necessary, think to yourself, you know, let's just, just pick an example. Let's say you want to buy a shirt. Right. Popcorn popper. Popcorn. Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with the popcorn popper. Ask yourself, how many kids can you feed if you don't buy that popcorn popper? Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you answer, if you actually answer, answer that question sincerely, um, you, you'll never buy it. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe we make it into a game. Maybe you look at your Amazon wish list or your shopping list of stuff that you want to buy for your home, and. You know, price out how much that is. The Amazon wish list is easy; it tells you the price right there. 
and make it a point. Look at that list, cross a couple things off, and donate the equivalent amount right now. What, like me or? Everybody. Okay. Like that makes what we're talking about very real. That yeah, I could have bought this thing, but I chose not to, and I chose to donate it instead. Literally here and now. Good idea. Inshallah. Inshallah, sounds good. So that's those are some of the benefits of minimalism that we wanted to cover today. Hopefully yeah, the broad now, themes. The broad themes, absolutely. There's a lot of details, and we're going to get into more details going forward. But hopefully by now you've you, you see where we're going with this. Um, there's a very strong strong emphasis in the sunnah to do with less and to be detached from the material possessions of this world and to live life like a traveler as we had spoke about earlier uh, as, as the prophet said and clearly there's also a very um you know social imperative here right that by doing with less um we can contribute to the repair of the environment we can contribute to uh solving problems like hunger and the need for clean water and 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 poverty as a whole mm-hmm. and in the process we actually live more fulfilling lives by not spending our our time worrying about servicing all of this useless stuff that we have we can put that time and that money and that energy towards more productive pursuits inshallah inshallah anything to add Saeed? no this has been better than i thought and was it short let's just close off um, so thank you so much for listening everyone uh, if you do like what you hear uh, it would be great if you went over to riskwise.com that's mm-hmm. r-i-z-q-w-i-s-e.com and join our email list so we can send you an email every single time we release a new episode and while you're half at of the, it yeah, half of the learning comes in those emails so please uh, right, sign up yeah right 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 yeah and while you're at it if you're on itunes uh, please do go to iTunes, search for RiskWise, and subscribe there. And while you're there, leave us a rating and a review because that's what helps us get this show in front of more people. Where else are we other than iTunes? Are we on Stitcher? We're on Stitcher. It's it's the Perfect. world's best kept secret. We're on Stitcher. I don't like to reward people who don't have iPhones, so that's <laughs> oh. why we don't have Stitcher on the website. Um, wow! But when pushed, <laughs> I I did it. I did uh, create a Stitcher account and put the show up there. So if you're on Android. You can find us there. Um, right. Hopefully, it's a temporary solution until you get an iPhone. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. right on the back end of minimalism. This is great. <laughs> we conclude this episode of minimalism with an, uh, an, an advertisement by Apple. <laughs> the new iPhone. No. Okay. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum.